Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. I'm Bob Boylan with a Plus One podcast from All Songs Considered. Today, a conversation with Simon Raymond. He's the founder of Bella Union Records and also the bassist for the Cocteau Twins the Cocteau Twins, if you don't know, were a seminal band with an ethereal sound that was truly their own. They released eight albums between 1982 and 1996, and on six of those records, singer Elizabeth Frazier and guitarist Robin Guthrie were joined by bassist and keyboardist Simon Raymond. In fact, it was Simon and Robin that founded the record label Bella Union in 1997 in hopes of putting out their own music and their collaborations. But the Cocteau Twins fell apart shortly after the label's formation. For the past 20 years, Simon Raymond has kept a watchful eye and ear on this British independent record label, releasing albums by Australia's Dirty Three, breaking big with the U.S. band Fleet Foxes, also Father John Misty, John Grant, Laura Veers, M. Ward, Explosions in the Sky, and so many more. It's a wonderful success story that came with a price. For all those years of running a record label, Simon Raymond stopped doing what he loved so much making music. Now that's all changed. Lost Horizons is his new project, and their album, Ohala, is a 15-track labor of love, which basically features a different singer on every track. Today, we premiere a new song with Marissa Nadler. Simon Raymond was in Brighton, England when we spoke, and I was in Washington, D.C. I start the conversation trying to understand the spark that got him to make music after letting it lay dormant for 20 years. I think it was a few things, but I think a lot of it was meeting my wife, Abby, like five or six years ago. Uh, just finding that right person makes such a massive amount of difference to me. It just made me relax and be feel really free and able to be myself. And I think the biggest catalyst was the 20th anniversary of the label, starting to plan it about a year or so ago and think about what I wanted to do. I started to look back at some of the things that had happened and I should be feeling really proud about it. And in one sense I was, but definitely felt there was something missing. And once I woke up to what it was, which was the fact that I just hadn't really been making music and um, I, I really not was jealous of all the bands on the label. That's, that's, that's just too uh, general a way of looking at it. But I just sort of felt like I should be doing this stuff. This is what I was put on the earth to do. I'm going to make music and help musicians. It's, it's not a ex- mutually exclusive situation. So once I'd worked it out, then the rest was actually super easy. I'm going to play a little bit so people get a sense of the tone. I'll play the single that came out, uh, what was it, this summer, maybe July-ish. I'll play the places we've been.
So tell me who's singing and, and tell me what you're doing on this song. This is the places we've been. Um, yes, so that is um, Karen Paris from The Innocence Mission on vocals. And I'm playing everything else uh, apart from the drums, which is Richie Thomas, my the other partner of Lost Horizons. Yeah, so it all came together actually super, super easily in a, in a sort of improvised session. And we did four days just basically jamming stuff, just the, me playing the piano. The we in this case is you and the drummer, not you and me Karen, and Richie. right? Yeah. Yeah, me and Richie. So, so pretty much, you know, you know, I should explain that the way I've always done music, which is quite odd, I do agree. It's, uh, it's, it's always just been sort of made up on the spur of the moment, no tunes in advance, prepared, just go in the studio, never having prepared anything in advance, just go in there and basically press record. And that's exactly how the Cocteau Twins worked in all the time, hmm. you know, I was involved in that band. And I've always recorded that way and written that way. And this was no different. So Richie is a drummer. He used to be in a 4AD band called Diff Jazz. Somebody I, I immediately knew had to be the other person in this band because I'm not a control freak, like crazy control freak, but I really wanted to do all the music. And I really just wanted somebody super special that, uh, that could do the drumming. And he's also an amazing sax player. Hmm. So I asked him if he'd be interested in doing this with me. Initially, not really with any long-term plan or, or even a release in mind, just, just literally just to have fun, you know, um, get back to doing what um, I loved to do when I was a kid, just making music with my friends. And um, I hadn't done that for so long. And I mean, it's no secret that the Cocteau's was, was not exactly a walk in the park, you know, it was a, it was a complex drama um, and, you know, it wasn't super fun a lot of the time. So, so, so having this, I was like, you know what, if we're going to do this at all, it just has to be good fun, it has to be a laugh. We're serious about the making music part, but, you know, we want to enjoy each other's company and just do this for the love of it. So he was always the, the, the guy I had in mind to, to, to be the sort of um, the partner, as it were. Um, so all the music for all the tracks, all 15, well, there's, well, there's actually 18 in total, but the, the 15 on the album were all finished musically before I sent them out to the vocalist that I wanted to use. So would you go in with Richie, you'd knock out, you'd be on piano mostly and then uh he'd be on drums and then you would take it back maybe to your own studio add your guitars and your bass yeah that, that's exactly what we did yeah we went to a studio where they had a good drum kit basically well, i've got this place up in the, in london uh, where my office is and we just went up there it's a tiny little place but he, he put set his drums up in the vocal booth actually uh, i don't know how he managed to do it because it's so small in there and then i just sat in the other room with the piano and we just jammed literally for four days and just recorded it all and didn't really think about it didn't listen back to it just did it just for fun and then I took the hard drive back home and then slowly but surely started kind of adding you know putting bass on and putting some guitars on occasionally the the jam would be guitar and drums or piano and drums or Rhodes Rhodes piano and drums and that that, that was it and then and then I'll bring everything else back home and um, and do everything else back home I mean so yeah 
And then you imagined voices, other people's voices. You imagined other voices <laughs> in your head. <laughs> uh, so you imagine yeah, like other pretty people. Pretty much. Right? So uh, on the 15 yeah. tracks, you have how many different singers on this record? How many? Oh, um, that's a great question. Pro- probably about 12. Wow. Um, I think Marissa Nadler sings on a couple. Uh, so I know actually 13, 13 different singers. So, so. I guess because it is what I do, do you know what I mean? What I, what I do is sort of curating and listening and, and, you know, very much like yourself, you know, you're always hearing great voices and you're always thinking about, like, how that might work with this. Well, I am, and, and being involved in sort of publishing and stuff like that, you know, this world, this life actually comes quite comfortable to me these days. So when I'm writing a piece of music, I'm sort of like, oh, well, this would be amazing if Karen Paris would sing it because I'll go, I'll, I'll speak about that track because we, we've just heard it. And I mean, I have to say, I've, I've contacted the band in the past uh, once or twice about putting a record out on Brother Union and they've always seemed super lovely and I got on really nicely with them and I always... I knew they would probably write back if I sent them something and, and I just think she's got one of the most gorgeous voices it's it's so affecting it's really emotional it really connects with me um that the album birds of my neighborhood which came out in the 90s had such an impact on me and it's it's definitely in one of my top 10 records of all time so i knew the second i was listening back to this track once it had gotten a little bit more developed i was like oh god it was so great if she would sing on it and I got very lucky, Bob. I got lucky because I, I, I sent tracks to people and they seemed to really like what I'd done. So she wrote back, and I don't think she's ever sung on anyone else's tracks. It felt really special, you know, and she said I'd love to do something. And her and her husband, Don Paris, who she's in the band with... This is the they, He recorded her. Yeah, he, he recorded her. And within a couple of days... She sent it back, you know, so I have this most, it's like opening a Christmas present, like <laughs> every day, you know, I'd send a track off and my favorite singer would send it back and uh, I'd be like, oh my God. And, you know, pretty much, I think there was only one track I never used. And that wasn't really because the vocal wasn't done well. It's just because I actually didn't really think the music had turned out that great. But pretty much 100% of the time, the singers came back with their A-game. You know, it was really fabulous. That's awesome. You're going to call it luck, and I'm going to say that you won't say this, but uh, I think it's about karma. I think it's about what you do for people uh, and the music that and heart that you put in your music is not just an accident oh, and you wind up getting getting <laughs> things back and people wanting to do stuff with you the world if any these 17 15 singers were on the other end of the line they'd uh, I'm sure say that as well. <laughs> well, it certainly did seem to be pleasurable because, you know, I sort of explained to each of them how I work because, you know, they were all like, oh, how, what do you want us to do? What, what do we sing? What do we, what do we write about? And I just really wanted to keep it very open. I think everybody knows the kind of music I have made in the past, and I'm obviously very aware of the music they all make. So it's not like I'm, I'm going to be asking them to step you know zones outside of their comfort zone I, I just said if you don't even like the song just don't don't sing it and send it back thinking oh i wonder if you'll like it or not so just don't sing it we're going to premiere uh this mercer nadler cut uh today uh, a song called i saw the days go by uh before i play it help me paint the picture of where you were in the record when you handed her songs this this is interesting because i, I actually thought i was at the end and the, the, these songs, uh, The Winter's Approaching, which is another track she sings on, 
I Saw the Days Go By, Stampede, which is the final track on the record, and the song called Frenzy Fear, which features a new uh, male artist from the UK called Hilang Child. Those four tracks w- w- came like right after I'd finished, I thought, I thought I'd finished the record. So, so I'd gotten about 10, tr- 10 tracks in and I was like, yeah, you know, that's, that's, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's sort of an album length, but I, I just felt like I, something, something bit missing. And I th- what I needed to do was go to the studio on my own without Richie, mm-hmm. um, not, not for any like megalomaniac reason, just, just because I just wanted to do some kind of ambient, maybe a bonus disc was in my head, actually. A bonus <laughs> disc producer, of sort of- You producer, <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. Like, just say you stay at home and I'll go and do it. Um, and I just went to this beautiful studio near where I live, which is not at all near London, um, that Nick Cave and Warren Ellis had recommended. They do all their soundtrack stuff there. And it's really near my flat. So um, I drove over there and it's got this gorgeous grand piano and I took a guitar and nothing else. And I, I, I asked the engineer if I could just literally, he could just record everything I did, even though I had no idea what I would be doing. <laughs> so he did, you know, we set the piano up and it was just the most gorgeous piano. I mean, literally, you, you just you just like touch your finger on it and it sounds amazing. So he recorded me doing that for a day. And then I went back a second day and just did some sort of ambient guitar messing about and brought that back home. And I just thought, oh, I'll mix these and it can be a little bonus disc for Rough Trade or something. But as I was listening back to it, I was like, God, you know, these are actually like songs. They're, 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 I'm not very good at just doing like um, noodling uh, without a sort of structure. And it seemed like I'd written these things with a bit of a structure without really realizing it. So I, I was online with Marissa just talking about her next record actually. and. She said, what are you up to at the moment? And I said, you know what, Marissa, I've just done this thing. and I don't know, I just really think you might like it. Would you, would you like to sing on it, maybe? She said, well, send it over. So I just messaged it over to her on Facebook. <laughs> and, like, you know, within three days, because she, she just was totally in the mood for doing this. She, she'd not really ready to start her next record. And she was going through some stuff, and she just said, this has just arrived at the most beautiful time for me because... I really need to do this with you. So um, she put her heart and soul into it, and uh, I have to say it really worked for me too. Let's listen to some of this.
the, the words of this song um, feel a lot like I'm gonna I'm gonna project here, but you don't make music for 20ish years, and you're thinking about all that you've done, your label, and all the things you've accomplished. But you also at the, those times you think about um, all that's gone by, all the all the you feel it's age and and where you are and where you're gonna be, and maybe in some way what is what is my impact on this world and what have I done and I I don't know there's something so much so that speaks to that maybe maybe because I'm getting old too but but it speaks to all of that in the both the tone of the music and then what she chose to write about it did you feel that yes I did especially especially with the these last four pieces because I, I think when you're working with in a sort of band structure with um, you know, a drummer and and thinking about, you know, all the different instrumentations, you, you know, you, sometimes you can sort of lose yourself in the in the detail. But when you just strip back to the basic feeling of what's coming out of your head or your heart or your body or whatever is going on with you at the time, it's, it's the, the rawness of it often does resonate harder than something that's maybe a bit more cerebral and I think with those tracks definitely um, I was in an emotional sort of status um, and for sure Marissa was at that point in her life and I think it was just one of those perfect moments when when we spoke that, that she needed to do this with me and I needed her to do it with me and we ended up doing actually four tracks together and I, I, I wrestled with what to do with them because I didn't want one singer to be have to have four tracks on the record because it just seemed like too much one way than the other. So I sort of compromised and, and I left some uh, two, two songs to the side to, to use on, a, on, on another disc and um, I put those two on the record and, and interestingly that track did not have drums on it uh, for a while um, because obviously when I record I don't use a click track or, um, or, or a metronome or anything I just literally just make it up as I go along and uh, when Richie said, oh, well, that would sound amazing with drums, I was like, really? I, I, I don't know how you would be able to <laughs> find the that, beginning yeah, of right. the bar. <laughs> There's no tempo. There's, uh, but he said, leave it to me. And he he did it. I mean, he obviously had to stop every now and then because it kind of drifted. But I think that really worked because it, it just sort of gave the track a, a breathing space. Um, I, I really love that song. I think it worked out supremely well. Uh, but Marissa is, is just perfect for that because she... She is an emotional girl, and um, she does put her heart, heart and soul into the music, and I think that worked so well for this. All these years of listening and making music and then now making music afresh, you listen to all this stuff. Do you ever think about what it is you want from music? Um, Deep breath, pause. <laughs> I mean, I think about it a lot, and I don't ever seem to have the same answer. Um, I think with regards to like making music that that's always been a very special part of my life but obviously I've 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 somehow cut it out for the last 20 years by by um diving so deep into this record label and helping other artists I mean I, I when I was about to quit doing it around about 2007 when um just one financial crisis after another too many you know and I thought uh 
I don't know if I've got the strength to keep coming back from from the dead each time, but I did, and and that's when I signed. I found Fleet Foxes, and well, you know, their story is 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 already there's an already enough words out out there about them, so I don't need to go into detail, but. Having had success like that and been involved with artists like that, um, it makes me realise that, I, yeah, you know, this is a good job. This is something useful to be doing in society. I want to help. I want to be a part of something good and leave leave something behind that, uh, you know, that that feels positive and, and help, may help people when things aren't going so great because... You know, I certainly use music in that way, and I've I've looked back at the Cocteau stuff uh, and at my own music that I've I've made over the years, and I've tried to work out why it sounds like it does, because I you know it's it's often very melancholic and it's it's often quite sad, and I'm n- not overtly a sad person, but I think it music does does tap into that part of me that I don't maybe um, talk about an awful lot. And I think that is my way of articulating that side of my my character. Um, and I think that's a really healthy thing because if I didn't have it, and maybe that's why there's so much of it on this record, instead of it being a nine track, <laughs> you know, 35 minute album, which probably most people would have preferred, you know, I've like, you know what? I've been waiting 20 years for this. We are not cutting it down. <laughs> it's going to be one hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is and 15 songs. I don't care whether you like it or not because it's what I needed to do just to kind of start breathing again, you know. That's fantastic. Well, uh, make make it a habit. <laughs> if oh, you haven't I, I already. Will, you know, I will. I've, I've already booked some time for, je- for December. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, uh, I don't know if you're coming to, uh, you know, the states anytime or anything. But I'd love to say hi. I for sure will be. Yeah. I mean, we're just about to head out on tour. Um, I'm, I've made the very foolish <laughs> decision. You're going to tour. Take, yeah, to take this out on the road. We're doing. Um, we're going to Iceland Airwaves in uh, November. I'm doing. Um, Something for Perfume Genius has invited us to be part of a festival he's curating in Holland in November. And then we're doing a UK tour of uh, about six or seven dates. So um, that's been terrifying. Uh, it's been fascinating because obviously I've been rehearsing with a, ba- with a band that I put together from down here in Brighton where I live. I'd love to bring it to America, but obviously uh, that doesn't depend on me. That yeah. depends on you know, a booking agent or a promoter getting right. excited about it and thinking it was worth doing. So maybe I'll be at South By or something like that if, if the stars align. Well, I'd love to see you. Let me know if you're coming stateside. I will, man. Thank you. All right. Cheers. You'd be well. Thanks, Bob. All right. Simon Raymond. His new project is called Lost Horizons. The album is called Ohala. You can hear the entire song with Marissa Nadler online right now. And on November 3rd, the entire album will be released. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered.
Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.